you're listening to the Cover 32 Fantasy Football Podcast with Andrew Erickson and one half of the NFL Talking Heads, Jeff Carrier. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today. Um, so this is uh, Andrew Erickson back again for the Cover 32 Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, Jeff is not with me today. He uh, he had a hot date. So um, I'm actually joined by another Cover 32 writer, um, Brandon um, I'm not going to try your last name because I'm going to butcher it. Is it Karkowitz? Is it? It is Karkowitz. Great job on the first attempt. Karkowitz. Yeah, you know, I saw the like the it's at the end. And I was thinking, you know, CJ Fedorowitz. Exactly. Um, but but, uh, but Brandon, so um, so first time on the podcast. Uh, really great to have you on today. Um, I'm very happy to be on today. Yeah, exactly. So where can the fans, you know, just a little bio on yourself, and then you know, where can the fans, you know, follow you on social media? So I am I am 21 years old and I am from South Bend, Indiana. I live right down the street from Notre Dame's campus here. And you can follow me on Twitter at Brando Carco at twitter.com. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, and we'll get those, you know, those Twitter handles again. We'll you know, repeat them at the end of the show. But so for today, we're going to mainly focus. We're going to do a mock draft, essentially. Um, we're going to go through um, using the Fantasy Pros uh, draft wizard um, and basically just go through, uh, you know, a normal 12 team draft. So so actually the reason I decided to do this is so I have a draft on Friday, basically. Um, that's a, a 12-team, half-point PPR league that I need to, you know, start doing some more mocks for. So I figured, hey, you know, with Brandon, you know, on the show, I'll, you know, get him. We'll, we'll do a mock together, and then I can get kind of get an idea of where I want to draft my certain guys. So we are – so like I said, so it's going to be half-point PPR, uh, snake draft, 12 teams. Um, we're going to be drafting in the 11th position because that's where I'm going to be picking in the actual draft. Um so pretty standard roster position. So one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, one flex, one kicker, one defense. Um, those we pick last. Um, but yeah, so we will dive Wait, in. Um, your first round pick. I'm I'm not picking a kicker. I mean, there are some leagues um, where kicker. I mean, Justin Tucker would score like like as like a, a wide receiver too. Um, in some leagues where he where where um. You know, with field goals, 50-yard field goals, you get five points. I mean, the man, that's all he does is just kick 50-yard exactly. field goals. He's automatic. <laughs> closer than 60. Exactly. All right, so we're going to get this thing launched. So click and start your draft, getting that going. All right. Okay, and we are... All right, we're on the board, and David Johnson went first. No surprise there. All right, so the guys that were taken. So David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, LaShawn McCoy, Mike Evans, A.J. Green, Melvin Gordon, Jordy Nelson. So right now we're looking at some of the top running backs. So Devontae Freeman, Jay Ajayi, DeMarco Murray, and Jordan Howard. Um, the top receivers, Michael Thomas, Des Bryant, T.Y. Hilton, Doug Baldwin, um, so just looking at this right now, I I definitely know who I want. Um, it's also who's recommended by the experts as well at Fantasy Pros, um, which I, I try not to always just, just pick what the experts want because that's how you get a high draft grade. But I am thinking that I'm probably going to go with I'm probably going to go with Devonte Freeman. Uh, Brandon, what what, what did I said you say? Michael Thomas from the Saints. I 
You go Michael Thomas Especially right now. The half point PPR. He's playing that almost Michael like Marcus Colston role in Sean Payne's offense, which means he can not. He's not only going to go deep on certain plays. He's going to get you at least five to six receptions a game, if not. More. All right, but you don't think that. But you think I could get him on the turnaround though? Because we are picking eleven, so there's going to be another guy. There's going to be two more players gone. Um, I mean, there's a chance that he. So I mean, it's basically looking at like. So I'm either going to get one of these top running backs, one of these top four running backs, so Freeman, Murray, Ajayi, or Howard, or I'm going to get Michael Thomas, Des Bryant, T.Y. Hilton, or Doug Baldwin. Um, so it's 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 not it's not a tough yeah. choice based on you know I'm going to get you know an RB one and a wide receiver mm-hmm. one. Um, I think that we can probably. I think Michael Thomas will be there on the on the turnaround. That's just me though. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and pick. Devontae Freeman, and we will see if, if Michael Thomas is still there. All right, let's see. Let's get him picked. Hey, what do you know? Michael Thomas is still there. Do you want to pick him? <laughs> All right, I agree 100%. I think starting out with Devontae Freeman and Michael Thomas is a perfect way to start a roster um, and redraft league. Um, I think half-point PPR, you know, Freeman is – a great player because he catches passes. Um, Michael Thomas as well. Um, but yeah, like you definitely hit the nail on the head. You know, it is a half point PPR league. So, I, and don't get me wrong, I love Michael Thomas. I just, I was just thinking, I'm like, I think we can get him on the exactly. Turn. It's just about getting like the best guys in the draft position you can. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we will take Michael Thomas with our second pick. Um, and now, so basic, so Ezekiel Elliott went at two six. Hmm. Um, Brandon, in terms of Ezekiel, where are you kind of taking him in your drafts or where have you kind of like slotted him? I wouldn't, I'm really curious to see how his issues with the league are going to go. If he still has that four game suspension, I wouldn't draft him any sooner than middle of the third, late third round. Because you're not going to get him for about a quarter of the season. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so he is definitely a tough guy to really evaluate because he could have a Tom Brady situation where he could get it. Yeah, he could come back and he could get suspended next year. Um, I mean, if he appeals it and then has to go to court, um, things can get delayed. So it it is really up in the air with uh, with Elliot. Ezekiel Elliott's dad's even been uh, posting on Twitter about it saying that their lawyers are ready. To go about oh really? Yeah. I, I, oh man! Jesus! So this could be oh deflate gate all over again. <laughs> oh man! Okay. Well, speaking of deflate gate, so Tom Brady's on the board right now. So um, our last picks. So we took you know Devontae Freeman and Michael Thomas. Um, but we have to wait a long time to go because we have the eleventh pick. So now we're at sitting at three eleven. Um, a lot of big names are off the board, so just to list off some names. So the receivers, so T.Y.'s off, Doug Baldwin's off, Cooper's off, Cooks, Thomas, Hopkins, Pryor are all gone. Um, running backs, Gurley, Fournette, Elliott, Crowell, Miller, Lynch are gone. Um, Aaron Rodgers has been taken as the first quarterback. Um, and, yeah, so um, a lot of the, you know, a lot of those really – you know, the players that we're going to be targeting in the third round are all kind of gone. So basically right now we're looking at um, in terms of – so Tom Brady is there um, in the third round, at the end of the third round. Um, running backs, the top running backs are Carlos Hyde, Dalvin Cook, Ty Montgomery, Joe Mixon, and Mark Ingram. 
the top wide receivers are Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Michael Crabtree, Golden Tate. Um, so just looking at this for me, I've made my choice of who I want. Um, you know, if, so I think I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. Um, I think that he has shown so far in the preseason that he can be that all-around back for the he Vikings. Really um, I like up against Seattle on Friday night. Yeah, so for me, it's no, it's a no-brainer to take. I like Cook more than when I'm looking at those other running backs. I like Cook more than Hyde. I like Cook more than Montgomery. I like Cook more than Mixon. Um, it's a no-brainer. So do you agree? agree? A little note about Ty Montgomery: he probably won't start after the first six games. Yeah, no, I I totally understand that because it's just like I mean he's not a running back. Like he, he's just I mean I know that he played running back last year, and I believe I do believe he played running back a little bit in college as well. But he just I don't know if he has that durability. He, he really doesn't, and he doesn't have the natural vision to run behind, like in between the tackles either. He that's probably his biggest problem is he doesn't know how to read holes like in the middle of the game, and he's not a very good back to have on the goal line or in the red zone. Yeah, so that's why... For Aaron Rodgers, so they're probably going to take take him out on third downs even. Yeah, no, I think that Jamal Williams is a guy that people need to keep an eye on um, as one of those running backs that could kind of take over as the rookie. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go with Dalvin Cook with our third pick. So now... I mean, I like our team so far. We got Devontae Freeman, Dalvin Cook as our two running backs, and Michael Thomas as our um, wide receiver one. So um, I like it so far. All right, so Dalvin Cook is gone. Um, off the board was Carlos Hyde and Keenan Allen. That got off the board. Um, so now we're picking at 4-2. So, I mean, not, I mean, all those same players are, are pretty much left for us. Um so um, I, I'm not really thinking about running back now. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the wide receivers. Um, so we got Allen Robinson, Crabtree, Golden Tate, Fitzgerald, Watkins, Landry, uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, and then looking at some of the – and then tight ends. So Travis Kelsey is also there, um, and Greg Olson is also coming up as an option as well. Um, so I'm actually glad that I'm not on the clock for this. So I'm going to hand it to you because I'm not really sure what I would do here. Um, so, so we're, at, we're at pick number two right now. So we'd have to wait an entire round again. Yeah. So yeah, we're on the, the back end of our turn. So all the guys that, you know, are on the board now are all going to be gone by the time we get back. So like I said, so the top receivers right now, we got Allen Robinson, Crabtree, Golden Tate. Uh, Fitzgerald, Watkins, Landry, Tyree Hill, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Martavis Bryant, um, and then and then even the tight ends. All the tight ends are left yeah. except for Gronk. I'm gonna say, give me Sammy Watkins. Give me Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Watkins is all be right, the number one pass catcher out of this offense with Jared Goff, and I think he's gonna play somewhere between, kind of like that Pierre Garcon role in Sean McVay's offense. So he's going to get plenty of targets, and he has enough speed to break it after that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that um, – I know a lot of people were down on Sammy after he got traded to the Rams, but I, I'm not so opposed. I, I don't think it was as much as a, a downgrade as it was more of maybe just like a lateral move. Um, obviously, like you know, going from the Bills to the Rams, you know, neither of them are really prolific passing offenses. Um, 
I think that, you know, I mean, Jared Goff is definitely more of a, a pocket passer than Tyrod Taylor is. Um, and they're probably going to have more passing attempts on the Rams. Um, I, cause the bills, it just seems like they're not going to, I mean, they had the most running attempts last year or rushing attempts last year. So, um, yeah, I definitely see that as Watkins, you know, he's got the potential to be a wide receiver one on the team. Um, I know that, uh, Cooper cup has been getting a lot of hype, um, as the, uh, the rookie in the slot, but, uh, no, I, I don't hate that pick I'm, uh, for Watkins. I'm also thinking that like Jared Goff is going to definitely improve a lot this season compared to last season. The coaching change is going to make a big difference from being under kind of a stoic offense with Jeff Fisher to now Sean McVay and seeing what he did with Kirk Cousins, who has a similar skill set. Yeah, I mean, anything <laughs> anything but Jeff Fisher. <laughs> like that's, that's always a good thing to you know move on from him. Um but yeah, so let's move into the next round. Um, so now we are at five eleven, and I'm actually looking at the draft board right now, and I know exactly who I want. Um, and I was actually thinking about suggesting him to you earlier, um, but he's fallen, luckily. So right now, I am looking at so just looking at so the top running backs we have are Bilal Powell, Amir Abdullah, Tevin Coleman, Danny Woodhead, Mike Gillisley. Um, the top receivers are Jarvis Landry, Martavis Bryant, Julian Edelman, Jameson Crowder, Kelvin Benjamin. Um, and the two tight ends that are at the top are Eifert and Rudolph. And then we have all the quarterbacks, um, Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, and Cam Newton have been taken. Um, so when I'm looking at the board right now, um, so right now we have two running backs and two wide receivers. So um, you can still fill out a flex spot um, in a two-and-a-half-point PPR league. I'm going to go with the uh, upside of Martavis Bryant. I I think that, you know, he's coming back um, with Big Ben. I just think that offense is going to be so explosive. Uh, Martavis Bryant's not going to get single coverage um, from, you know, he's not going to get the, the defense's number one corner. I mean, this dude could feast. And especially having him as your flex, like, obviously, like, you know, he's going to have some weeks where he necessarily doesn't go off, but he's going to have, he's going to have big weeks and to have him in the flex, um, especially with guys like, you know, with Watkins and Thomas. Um, I think that's, I really like taking I like Martavis, Martavis Bryant. Bryant there too, especially as our flex. I wouldn't like him as your wide receiver too. Cause like you said, he's not going to get a lot of big weeks, but there's, there's some teams on their schedule to where there's no cornerback death. Yeah, no, exactly. So, yeah, I'm going to go with um, Artavis Bryant filling out, you know, so we have, you know, two running backs to two and three wide receivers uh, to start us off. Um, so then, so it's so basically, you know, all the same players are left. Um, the guys that just got taken off were Russell Wilson and Julian Edelman. Um, so we have two running backs, two receivers, and a flex. Um, so we still need a quarterback tight end. Um, and then, you know, we have six bench spots. Um, so, so, you know, I'll look again. Are you thinking of a certain position? Do you think, are you going to go tight end, quarterback? Go here. The only reason okay. I'm going to go quarterback um, is because of so, how close in position each one of the fantasy quarterbacks finished with last year. From, like, number five to, like, 15 was, like, a matter of, like, 20 points. No, yeah, I know for sure. I, I am, like... So we set on, you know, drafting a quarterback late. Um, two years ago, I was fortunate enough to draft mm-hmm. Cam Newton super late. 
like I drafted him as my backup quarterback. Like that's how like late I got him. And he obviously had his MVP year. Um, and you know, this has been a trend that's been happening. You know, we've had Cam Newton two years ago was the MVP after being drafted late. Matt Ryan was last year. Um, and I know that, you know, some people have looked at Jameis Winston as a guy like that or Marcus Mariota, Derek Carr. Um, so some of those guys, yeah, Carson Wentz. Yeah. So there's a bunch of guys that you can get late that might have that value, um, that you would really want to have, you know, get them later. Um, so looking at the tight ends, so Eifert, Rudolph, Zach Ertz, Martellus Bennett, um, Eric Ebron. So that's those are the top five guys right now. Who's there at running back right now? Uh, running back, let's look. So we have so Bilal Powell, Amir Abdullah, Tevin Coleman, uh, Danny Woodhead, Mike Gillisley, Frank Gore, Paul Perkins, Adrian Peterson, Doug Martin. And who do we have left at wide receiver? So Jarvis Landry, Crowder, Kelvin Benjamin, Willie Sneed, Brandon Marshall, Pierre Garçon, Dante Moncrief. Well, this kind of makes it a little bit easier for me then. Give me Jarvis Landry just just because just like Julian Edelman, he's going to be in the slot and he's going to get a lot of targets every game and a lot of catches. No, I love that pick. Um, I think that that's actually really, I think that really counteracts, you know, some of the, you know, we've drafted definitely a lot of guys with high floors. So guys like, uh, or high ceilings, excuse me, so Watkins and Martavis Bryant specifically. Like, they, you know, they have a high potential, but there's also a chance that exactly. they bust. Watkins has been injury prone, and then Martavis Bryant has had his off the field issues. So I think, you know, counterbalancing that with a guy like Landry, who has a really strong floor. Um, I think is a great the only roster move. Downside with Landry really is in the red zone because this year Jay Cutler is going to be looking for Devontae Parker in the red zone every time. Yeah, I, yeah. Jarvis Landry is uh, yeah. Landry is allergic oh, yeah. to the end zone. Um, he has, he's <laughs> he has allergies. Um, he's got to get some Nasonex to uh, you know get 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 himself back into the end zone. Um, all right, so we are back on the clock. So basically, um, a bunch of quarterbacks have just went off the board. So guys like Andrew Luck, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston are all gone. Um, but I'm honestly fine with taking more receivers and running backs, to be totally honest. Um, I like loading up because this is where you you know guys get hurt all the time. Um, so I'm going to just go with the way the flow of the draft is going. It's, you know, presenting me with running backs and receivers that we can utilize going forward. Um, Amir Abdullah is on the board still. Um, and as a guy that can be a featured back that we're getting in the seventh round, um, I'm going to take that all day. So I'm going to go with, um, Amir Abdullah. And you got to love this half point PPR format too when it comes to these receiving backs like Amir Abdullah who are who half their touches during the game is going to be receiving yards anyway it's going to be catches out of the backfield yeah I know for sure I was actually looking you know the guy who got taken right after him was mm-hmm. Bilal Powell um and he was not the guy I was looking at but you know if I had to obviously compare the two um I, I'd say from a skill point or from a you know how they'll be on the offense um I think they're very similar similar roles but um I'm gonna take you know, the guy with the better offense, you know, with the one that has a quarterback that, you know, can actually play quarterback as opposed to, 
the the the, uh, the Jets uh, de- debacle. Then also, at yeah, least no, the hacking. Detroit Lions have an offensive line of some some sort. The Jets' offensive line just looks like a bunch of guys they just got from a buffet and just put in front of them. Yeah, no, right. It's just like a bunch of yeah. They just basically put a bunch of guys together. And they're like, yeah, you guys are just gonna go out and block. Um, should be a problem. Yeah, literally. Um, shit. <laughs> All right. Um, so looking more into this, so we've got so Bilal Powell went off the board. Mike Gillisley's off the board. We're at eight okay. two. So um, right now. So tight ends, we still have. So we still need a tight end. Um, so Zach Ertz, Martellus Bennett, Eric Ebron, Hunter Henry, Jack Doyle, uh, Kobe Fleener, uh, just Jason Witten, Justin Witten, Jason Witten, excuse me. Um, receivers, um, we got Deshaun Jackson, Cameron Meredith, Eric Decker, Kenny Britt, Randall Cobb, Jordan Matthews, Mike Wallace, Adam Thielen. Um, running backs: Frank Gore, Paul Perkins, Adrian Peterson, Doug Martin, Terrence West, Theo Riddick. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go with Martellus Bennett with this pick. And here's a, I have a little bit of a shameless right. plug here too. In my article, I kind of point out that the, they're gonna be playing against the Lions twice this season. The Lions have no linebacker depth and one of the worst teams in the league at covering tight ends. The past three seasons, they've been top no, that five. Is definitely- in most fantasy points given up to tight ends. So you're just really banking on those those two weeks to really put Martellus Bennett yeah. over the top. Basically. <laughs> hey, I like it. Uh, I'm not going to complain with that. Um, I think I personally, I think I might have gone over, I think I might have picked Zach Ertz instead. Um, I just think that, you know, the Eagles traded away Jordan Matthews, um, so Zach Ertz is going to be you know the dominating receiver in the middle of the field. Um, Zach Ertz has played well at times. I mean, mostly it's usually that the last four games of the season, um, but he has been able to be effective. Um, that being said, they're, 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 it was kind of fit with you there. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely you know they're pretty close in my personal rankings as well. Um, they're, they're they're pretty close knit the two tight ends. Um, but I, I still not going to let Martellus Bennett. You can't, you cannot go wrong taking a guy that has Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. It's literally <laughs> impossible. Um, you could take all, you could take the entire Packers offense and your fantasy team exactly. would still do fine. Like it's just how it works. All right. So now on the board, so we are in the ninth round, nine eleven. um, you know, not the greatest <laughs> pick, but, uh, that's what we have. Um, so looking at the board, so it's rec- it's it's recommended we do quarterbacks, but you know I know that I know I know this game. We're not taking a quarterback. We're we're you know filling out the depth because you know there's so many quarterbacks still on the board: Derek Carr, Prescott, Rivers, Stafford, Andy Dalton, Eli Manning, Tyron Taylor, so on and so forth. I mean, there's still a bunch of guys that we could take I later on. I still understand how Tyron Taylor keeps getting these low rankings. Well, the thing with Tyrod Taylor and and me too, and like my myself, I had him ranked pretty high. Like I, when I did my first rankings, he was like my sixth overall quarterback, and I was like, all right, I think that might be a little too high. So I moved him down a little bit. I mean, I think he was my overall ten. But but with the you know the 
the, the retirement of Anquan Bolden, um, they traded Sammy Watkins away. It's hard for me to get super excited for him with the, his pass catchers just because he doesn't have that many. I do think that, obviously, in this ranking, particularly he's ranked 18th, which is a little bit low. Um, but I do understand why some people are a little bit lower on Tyrod just because his pass catching weapons it, it's it's very limited. I do like Zay Jones a lot. The right the wide receiver the rookie wide receiver they have there. That he's gonna do he's gonna have a big season this year. I think he's gonna have the most fantasy points of any rookie receiver. I I I could definitely believe that. I think I think for sure he'll have probably oh, yeah. the most targets. Um the largest target share. Um, I'm trying to think back though. There was a there was a, a a player a couple years ago that was like kind of like forced. It was a rookie wide receiver that was kind of forced into that number one role. Um, and, and I don't, and he and he struggled a little bit because he wasn't really meant to be a number one wide receiver, um, but he was kind of like forced into it. I can't remember it off the top of my head though. Um, maybe it'll come to me later. But I, I sounds like Jordan Matthews' first season. Yeah, actually, and that might have been him then, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, so Jordan Matthews, you know, he was, like, the number one wide receiver just kind of based on him, just the depth chart and him kind of being thrown in there. Um, but that's not his role. Like, he's a complimentary, he's a slot guy. Um, and that's how Zay Jones has been. Zay Jones has actually played a lot more on the slot than the outside, um, even though he's actually built like an outside receiver. Um, but I think based on target share, I mean, he's definitely a guy you're going to have to draft, you're going to have to target. All right, so looking at this draft, so we've got running backs. Okay, so this is where it gets a little bit ugly in terms of running backs. So we got Matt Forte, Jonathan Stewart, CJ Proceis, James White, Darren McFadden, Darren Sproles, Rawls, Pete Ryan, Jaquiz Rogers, Latavius Murray. Mm. Um, then we have, so we don't really need to look at tight ends anymore because we we're covered at that spot. And then receivers. Adam Thielen, Rashard Matthews, Corey Davis, Marvin Jones, Ted Ginn, Zay Jones, yep. the guy you were just talking about, um, Robbie Anderson, Sterling Shepard, Josh Doxson. All right. Hmm. So I'm looking over this, and I'm not 100% sure what I want to do with this pick. All right. Um, we still need a quarterback. I mean, maybe we are in the ninth round. I still think we can get yeah. a quarterback later, though. So I'm not going. I'm not going to give in. See, this is what happens. People cave. They just give up. They're like, oh, like, but like Dak Prescott's there. Like he was so good. Like I'm just gonna take him. Yeah. It's like no. Like he. The I mean, he is good, but like just just wait. Dak Prescott, and who we can possibly get in the 12th round at the end of the season, anyway. Yeah, you're exactly. You're spot on. So I'm actually gonna go with. So looking at our roster, so we've got four wide receivers, and three running backs. So I think I'm going to go running back here just to kind of, you know, spread the wealth a little bit. Um, and I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with CJ Proces. Um I think that he... I mean, the Seattle backfield is a disaster right now in terms of who's there. There are players all over the place. Like, we've had... Um, that rookie seventh round pick is now, you know, getting looks. Um, but I think yeah. CJ Proceis, CJ Proceis has that potential. He has that superstar potential. In, in that game last year against the Patriots, he looked really good. He looked like he could be all around running back. Um, yeah, exactly. So that's obviously, you know, that's yeah. that's the risk with him. He, he's injury prone. 
Um, but I say, you know, for the ninth round, a guy like this, you know, we're, we're pretty set at running backs for, you know, you we've got a solid foundation. You know, I'll take the risk. Yeah, so I'm going to go with pro size here. Especially also, you know, half point PPR, you know, get those, get those receiving points. Um, but now you are on the clock. Um, so Zach, or no, we, Zach Ertz was taken and Adam Thielen was taken. Um, so right now we have four running backs, four wide receivers, and one tight end. Um, yeah. So if you need me to read off the receivers and running backs that. again. <laughs> no worries. Um, so, so Forte, Jonathan Stewart, James White, Darren McFadden, Darren Sproles, Thomas Rawls, Samaje Pirine, Jaquiz Rogers, Latavius Murray, Giovanni Bernard, Jeremy Hill, Jamal Williams, Jamal Charles, Burkhead, Vereen, Thompson, Washington, Kamara, Joe Williams, Charleston, Marlon Mack. So then the list goes on. And then receivers, um, Rashard Matthews, Corey Davis, Marvin Jones, Ted Ginn, Zay Jones, Robbie Anderson, Sterling Shepard, Doxson, Kevin White, Lockett, Cole Beasley, Kenny Galladay, Kenny Stills, Robert Woods, Rashad Perryman, John Ross, Cooper Man. Cup. I'm going to – James White is really fascinating to me just because I know how well he can play in the Patriots offense. But also I I hate Bill Belichick from a fantasy standpoint because he can – he'll put in any running back he feels like that week. Yeah, I know for sure. It's the Patriots running back is like trying to, or like the Patriots running back uh, is like trying to solve like a Rubik's cube. So you're just like, all right, um, so red this week, and then yellow this week, and then blue this week. So you're you're just you're going so like it, it, it's all game planning too. Like he changes it constantly. He's like, you know what? Today this game is going to be focused around Mike Gillisley. This game is going to be focused around Rex Burkhead. Um, so it's really it's it's anybody's guess. Um, are you going to go with him then? Or are I'm you? Uh, gonna I go had Legarrette Blunt last year, and that was the only time when Bill Belichick has actually been consistent with running backs. From only time that I've seen that, but I'm going to go with Zay Jones. All right, Zay Jones. You were talking him up before, so I, I like the pick. All right, so with our tenth pick. Going to go with Zay Jones. Yep, Denver Broncos defense is off the board. Just okay. just giving you a heads up. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the computer took him. <laughs> um, all right, so we are now in the 11th round. Um, Derek Carr is still there. Dak Prescott is still there. Um, let's look at some running backs and receivers. Um, so P. Ryan, Murray, Jeremy Hill, Jamal Williams, Jamal Charles, Burkhead, Vereen, receivers. Yeah, so, you know, I'm looking through these receivers right now, um, and I don't really see anybody I really like. You know, Tyler Lockett, Kenny Galladay, Kenny Stills, Robert Woods, Rashad Perryman, John Ross, Cooper Cup, Marcus Lee, Devin Funches, Alan Hearns, Taylor Gabriel, J.J. Nelson, Mike Williams, Tavon Austin, Nelson Aguilar. I'm not really crazy about any of these guys. I mean, the only receiver that really name really pops out to me on there is Cooper Cup. He he has a chance to get a lot of receptions in his offense, especially in the slot, but I still don't know how much of the target share he's going to really have. I don't like any of the receivers here like this early in the draft still. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think, too, our roster is pretty set at receiver. We are in a pretty good spot in terms of, I mean, we have Michael Thomas, Watkins, Martavis Bryant, uh, Jarvis Landry, and Zay Jones. So we have five receivers already, and we only have two more bench spots anyway, um, one that we might have, you know, a backup quarterback or a backup tight end. So I am going to go I'm, – I'm not going to take a receiver here. Looking at the running backs um, – I might go running back. Um, I think this might be the round we go quarterback, actually, or running back and then quarterback, um, because we have, you know, the turn here. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll make it easy for you. So I'm going to pick mm-hmm. Dak Prescott as our quarterback now in the – actually, do I want to do that? I mean, uh, I'm going back and forth because I'm looking at our roster. I'm just like – you trust Dak Prescott carrying the Dallas offense without yeah. Ezekiel. I'm going back and forth. Like you know, what? I'm going to let you pick the quarterback. I'm going to pick. I'll pick. <laughs> I'm going to pick Jamal Williams um, on the on the Packers. I like his upside. Um, take a rookie running back. I always in every redraft league I do, I always try to take at least one rookie running back. You know, because there's always a chance that one mm-hmm. of them. Because that's a lot of rookie running backs. You know, they do break out. Um, there's usually one or two that, you know, have a really good year. So um, I try to, like, you know, scatter running backs across my leagues. Um, so I just try to at least draft one rookie running back. So I'm going to take Jamal Williams. I I can see Jamal Williams this year having a similar season that Jordan Howard had last season. Yeah, no, it's definitely possible. I've, I see it as almost a very similar situation. Yeah, I know for sure. I, I definitely agree that he definitely has uh, a potential. The only thing that, you know, I've done a lot of research with the Packers. Um, I used to write for the cover 32. Yeah, uh, I would uh, I cover the Packers a, a lot um, before I started writing for the Cardinals and then the fantasy aspect for cover 32. But um, I found that Aaron Rodgers, you know, he is just elite in the red zone. And that's the thing that Packers running backs don't really have that many much opportunity to score rushing touchdowns because he always throws it. Um, so it is a little disadvantage in terms of rushing touchdowns, but you know, obviously he can still, you know, produce, you know, rushing yards and obviously he can catch passes as well. Um, but that being said, Jordan Howard, you know, he's not on a team that's necessarily going to score a lot too. So I think that, yeah, I know from a, a running back standpoint, from a, from a, a share of rushing attempts, I think Jamal Williams can definitely have a big impact. All right, Brandon. So you are on the clock. Um, round twelve. Uh, Derek Carr. Dak. I think. I think we got to go quarterback here. So I'll read you the quarterbacks that are that are left. Um, so Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, Philip Rivers, Matthew Stafford, Andy Dalton, Eli Manning, Tyrod Taylor, Carson Palmer, Carson Wentz, Joe Flacco, uh, Blake Bortles, Sam Bradford, Jay Cutler. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm gonna definitely take Blake Bortles, <laughs> the guy who. Isn't, doesn't even have his starting spot anymore. Yeah, man. Chad Henney just took that from him a couple hours Literally, ago. Literally, Blake Bortles is a, it's a fun guy. He's just, ugh. He's the, he's the quarterback equivalent of the Jets. Literally. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm going to take Derek Carr with this Derek Carr. at quarterback. I, I really... I really like the receiving targets they've been adding there in Oakland this past offseason with additions of Derek, ah, Jared Cook and also Cordell Patterson. They're really looking to spread the ball out when they're not going with their power offense. Yeah, no, I, I like the pick there. I mean, Derek Carr in the uh, 12th round is a steal. But, like, you know, that's why we draft quarterbacks late. 
Um, there's no reason to necessarily take one too early. Um, it's, it's actually, it's not smart. It's not a smart strategy to take one late. So um, I'm glad we waited. Um, so now, so we have one more bench spot left. Um, so I'm just going to take the best available player. Um, so when I'm looking at the, you know, just the draft board. So best available player, not like Eli Manning, not, I'm not taking a backup quarterback right now. Um, so Kobe Fleener. Um, a lot of tight ends are on the board. Kobe Fleener, Tyler Lockett. Um, I actually do like Kobe Fleener. Um, the thing is with him, I actually only like him because he burned so many people last year. Um, so I like the fact <laughs> that he can get you can get him so late. But he's another year in the system um, with in New Orleans, and the, there's so many targets that are missing from Brandon Cooks. So whether it goes to whether yeah. some go more go to Michael Thomas, um, Ted Ginn gets involved a little bit more. Or, or, or he gets, you know, a target share, uh, Willie Sneed as well. But I, I could definitely see Kobe Fleener getting enough ticking targets as well. Um, I mean, he's he, I, he's a guy that you don't want to sleep on. And he's going to go late because he got burned. He burned so many people last year. He burned everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hated watching Kobe Fleener play and having him on my fantasy team. Because he's so physically gifted. He's a tall, fast tight end who just doesn't get the ball thrown to him or drops it when he does. No, yeah, exactly. He's got stone hands. And it was funny last year when he had a um, – he didn't have a receiving touchdown, but he had like a rushing touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was pretty funny. Um, I-, I loved Mark Ingram owners that year too for that one game where John Kuhn scored like three or four touchdowns. In a single game, why Mark Ingram had like only yeah, a couple carries. You know, Sean Payton and, and Mark Mark Ingram have a very weird relationship. They uh they don't always you know see eye to eye on things, and sometimes he'll do certain stuff that's not necessarily recommended. Um, All right, so when I'm looking at this, I am gonna go. I'm not drafting a backup tight end. That's something we can just do later. So I'm gonna draft. Mm-hmm. Someone that has the most value right now. Deontay Foreman, no. I'm going to go with D'Angelo Henderson on the Denver Broncos. So here's another running back, another rookie running back. Well, you know, like I said, that's that's something I like to do is stack up on rookie running backs. Um, so this is basically our last pick in the um, for a player. D'Angelo Henderson is, is basically, you know, he looked pretty good in, in preseason action so far, but the Denver Broncos running backs are just a mess. You know, you have C.J. Anderson. So C.J. Anderson, I think, is a good running back, but he, yeah, injury-prone. You have Jamal Charles, who I personally think is done. His knees are just – it's it's too many injuries. I, I mean, <laughs> barely. He barely has two yeah. knees left. Um, and then Devontae Booker, so we all watched him last year, and he was just, uh, he was horrendous. He looks like he's still playing. No, I mean, he was, I mean, I was so excited when I grabbed him off the waivers. I was like, oh, yes, like, plug and play, like, uh, we'll be good to go. And he just sucked. Oh, my God. He was terrible. Yeah, terrible. so. Didn't have, this, didn't have, like, almost as many fumbles as he did touchdowns It was something like that. It just wasn't, a, it was a mess. He, he, and the thing was, he would get, you know, constant amount of carries and, and He'd get the volume, but he just no production whatsoever. So D'Angelo Henderson's a guy, you know, keep your eyes on. You know, he could be that guy that emerges. You know, I've seen parallels to him being like uh, 
that of the old Broncos running back Terrell Davis, where he was, you know, a sixth round pick, mm. um, fourth on the depth chart. And then, you know, he had that big special teams hit and then the rest was history. So who knows, maybe D'Angelo Henderson can, you know, capture some of that uh, Terrell Davis-esque uh, um, potential and, and kind of launch himself as a, a starter. Um, I also I like Henderson in this format, the half point PPR, because Henderson has shown that he can run routes and catch the ball in the backfield, which isn't exactly CJ Anderson's forte. So it's a way he can possibly carve his way into the Yeah, game. for sure. All right. So you are the lucky guy, so you're gonna get to pick defense or kicker. What do you want to go with first? And so looking at so all the kickers are available, so you can kick you can pick any kicker you want. Um and so okay. And then all the defenses are available except for the Broncos and the Seahawks. So, make so give me Justin Tucker. Justin <laughs> Tucker, that's an easy pick for me as well. Like pretty, yeah, it's not even close. It's actually weird because he's not even ranked. Like, I mean, kicker rankings. I know they probably they all just copy like whatever like the the rankings from someone else. But Justin Tucker is actually ranked second on Fantasy Pros, which is surprising, shocking to me. Maybe let me guess it's the Patriots yeah. kicker number yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> the, the only reason they probably did that is usually the kicker in the number one offense in the NFL usually is the number one kicker overall too. Same thing happened last year if Matt Bryant for the Falcons was the number one kicker for points scored last year. Yeah, you know, you're you're totally right. Um but yeah, I remember I actually had Justin Tucker last year and he was so I, I messed something up in terms of like a bye week and and so I, I couldn't play anybody I couldn't pick anybody up and and I couldn't I was like I'm not dropping I'm not dropping Justin Tucker so I literally took a I took a loss because I didn't pick up another kicker because I could have just picked up the kicker that played Monday night dropped Justin Tucker and then I would have probably won because I think I was losing by like three points or something like that so I would have won most likely. But I would have lost Justin Tucker in the process. And, and I turned to my, my dad, who, who I co-managed the team, and I was like, we're taking the loss. Like, I'm sorry. Like, we're not dropping Justin Tucker. Like, we need him. Um, yeah, and we, I mean, we ended up winning the league. So, uh, and Justin Tucker did not let us down. So, you know, I, I, I was faithful to my fantasy team, and, and it repaid me. So, just goes to show, you know, guys, you know, remember that, you know, these players, you know, you, you don't, you just put them and play them, you know, you're a team. Like you gotta, you gotta be one with your fantasy team. Honestly, like last season, my first round pick was Todd Gurley and I still stuck with him the entire season. I didn't play him every week, but I didn't drop yeah, him. No, yeah, no, exactly. Have. You know, sometimes you gotta stick by the guns and that's why trading is sometimes tough because you, you develop a bond with some of these players and it's almost like you'd rather just kind of go down with the ship than just kind of ship them off. Um, cause the last thing you want, cause you'd rather, you'd rather go down with the ship than watch them like succeed with another team. Like that's, that's gotta be. Yeah. That would be that's so gut- much worse to watch. Gut- just start to turn it on. Yeah, exactly. Just like imagine if every Todd Gurley trained, like, okay, we all traded him after week eight. And then he just like went on a tear and like, oh my God, like fantasy mm-hmm. owners have been throwing up everywhere. Oh, it would have been terrible. Um, but now, so we're on our last pick. So we got to pick a defense. Um, mm-hmm. and, and also just, you know, we're only, you know, and for future reference, something I also do is I, you know, check your league. Don't draft a kicker or defense at all if you don't have to. Um, I would say, you yeah. know, just draft receivers and or just draft 
receivers and running backs until you can't draft any more people because what ends up happening is players get hurt um, during, you know, the preseason. So then you just drop them then, and then you pick up a kicker in defense. So uh, we're only really drafting kickers in defense right now because we have to, um, not because we want to. Um, so I'm going to go with the, I mean, it's the recommended choice. You know, the, all the experts agree, of course. Um, so I'm going to go with the Steelers defense um, with our last pick. And the reason being that is their schedule, their opening schedule, the first four games they play. So they're going to play the Cleveland Browns week one, the Minnesota Vikings week two, Chicago Bears week three, and the Baltimore Ravens week four. So all will finish in the bottom half of the league in total. Exactly. So they're all very – and then actually they have Jacksonville week five as well. So they have – a great schedule for an opening. Um, and when you think about the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, I mean, most people aren't, it's not a defense that you're going to get hyped up about just from a, I mean, their secondary is pretty bad. Um, and yeah, but they're going to get points from turnovers and they're a blitz heavy team. They're going to get sacks against their opening yes, schedule. Exactly. The, especially the Vikings. Vikings offensive lines. Yeah, exactly. So if you are looking for a defense, you know, just to, you know, kind of get through. I mean, because a lot of the times, you know, you have the Seahawks and the Broncos defense that you get early um, that you can kind of basically play every week for the most part. Um, but most everybody else, you know, we're streaming. We're streaming defenses all the time, just trying to figure out the best matchup. Um, but if you're looking for a defense you can get later, Pittsburgh, I mean, you'll be all set for the first five weeks. Um, you can play them. And then they're going to have another matchup against Cleveland. They're going to play the Ravens again. They're going to – so – it's a very favorable. I mean, they are going to have to play the Packers at some point, so that's a week that you probably want to try to find somebody else. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of favorable matchups going with the Steelers. Um, yeah. So that concludes our mock draft. So, Brandon, if you had to give us a draft grade, what do you think that what do you think that we got, and what do you think Fantasy Pros gave us? So I'll read off our team. So, quarterback Derek Carr. Running backs, starting running backs, Devontae Freeman, Dalvin Cook. Starting wide receivers, Michael Thomas, Sammy Watkins. Tight end, Martellus Bennett. Flex, Martavis Bryant. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers defense, Justin Tucker. And then on the bench, Jarvis Landry, Amir Abdullah, CJ Proceis, Zay Jones, Jamal Williams, and D'Angelo Henderson. I'd say probably B+. plus. All right, and I know you're being modest because we obviously drafted, obviously – we're all we're both thinking A's, but uh, we're gonna be you know modest to the crowd. So Fantasy Pros actually gave us a C plus. Um, oh, so geez. we yeah they uh, they gave us a seventy nine out of a hundred. That's okay, you know. I mean, if we want to get an A, all we have to do is basically just draft whoever they say to just draft. Um, it's pretty easy that way. Exactly. Um, but overall, looking at this roster, I will say I. Th- I think the only thing, just roster construction, I think we may have gone too much upside. Wide receiver. Uh, well, not necessarily wide receiver, but I think we went with too many guys that have that were looking for upside, that we don't have enough floor, floor guys. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at our team, so um, like veteran players, for example. So on our bench, we basically have one veteran player. I'm saying veteran player as a player with at least, I would probably say like three or four years experience. So Jarvis Landry, um, I would say is the most veteran player on our bench. And then Amir Abdullah is his third year. 
CJ Procise second year, Zay Jones rookie, Jamal Williams rookie, D'Angelo Henderson rookie. Um, and then looking at our starters, okay, we a little bit more depth, so Bartavis Bryant. But, you know, a lot of guys with risk, which also kind of goes in with, like, a rookie. A rookie, obviously, their risk, they do have a lot of risk, but it's not, it doesn't, they don't cost that much, but they just don't have, you know, necessarily a solid floor. They don't really have a floor at all. Um, but Martavis Bryant is a high, high upside, high risk guy. Um, Sammy Watkins I put in the same boat. Um, Martellus Bennett's more solid. I mean, it's a tight end position, so I'm not really concerned about it. But then even, like, Dalvin Cook, like, that's another rookie running back. So... Dalvin Cook could easily not have a good season because that offensive line. Yeah, exactly. So we, we're, we're relying a lot on upside, which worries me a tad bit. I mean, obviously, like, this this roster could turn out to be amazing just based on, you know, we have a lot of young players. And if this was, like, a dynasty team, like, oh, my God, like, we would be, like, crushing it. This yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I like, you know, what we got, our, our quarterback, Carr. Um, I like Freeman. I like Michael Thomas. But I, that's what I would say. I think that if we did this again, I would try to, you know, exchange some of these younger players for a couple more proven guys. Um, Cause really like, you know, the like proven guys that have done it, that have had like produced careers, like you're know, like had seasons with multiple, like, you know, back to back good seasons. So we have Devonte Freeman as one of those guys and, uh, and Jarvis Landry. And then that's basically it. Like a lot of these other guys were just kind of like drafting based on upside. So, um, but you know, that's why we do these mock drafts. Um, you know, to kind of practice and see, like, because, like, sometimes you kind of forget, you, you're drafting the player and you kind of forget, like, the roster construction. Um, so, yeah, so the only okay. thing I think we could have done better is, you know, just kind of balancing out, um, you know, those high upside guys, high risk guys with a couple more, like, solid floor guys. Like, maybe if we had drafted, like, a, like a Fitzgerald um, to kind of, like, counteract, because he's another guy. I'd say, like, Fitzgerald is just... I feel like him and Landry are just going to be have like very similar seasons. He's just catching tons of passes, but you know, not many yards, not, and not a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. It, our team really, it really is just banking on upside that a lot of these guys pan out instead of either just having bad rookie seasons or getting hurt or getting suspended. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, obviously like there's always a chance that these all rookies could, could, I mean, if we, we drafted so many, which I mean, our chances are pretty, are pretty high that at least, you know, out of, out of these three rookie running backs that we drafted, one of them is going to hit. Um, but then that being yeah. said, that also means that two of them are just going to bust hard. And then you're going to have, you're going to have kind of just two wasted spots um, for your, uh, for your, your fantasy team. But but overall, it was definitely good to kind of see. I mean, you can just still get a quarterback so late. Um, it's just crazy. Oh, um, especially, and, and I was trying to think, like, if it, it was just the way that the league was set up, but it doesn't. No, this is like a 12-team league um, with regular settings, um, nothing really out of the ordinary. Like, this is something that, this is like, I know the ADPs are going to vary, obviously, because this is a simulator as opposed to, like, drafting with real people. So things can change a little bit. Um but I mean, I mean, yeah. But it's still good to get that experience. I mean, I mean I've been doing a lot of like mock drafts through ESPN's app, and it is just so crazy when I see people reach in like the third or fourth round and get quarterbacks because they see Aaron Rodgers go off the board. Yeah, man, that's the thing. That's a big thing too. You never want to chase the position. So like when a position run starts. Mm-hmm. You just want to avoid it because 
when that happens, you just end up getting the worst player out of that, of that position because you're just you're you're, you're panicking. Um, you're, you're making a panic decision. So that's why you know when you go to your draft, you know go with a calm mind, stick to your strategy. Um, obviously, adjust if if things fall in your place. Like if if you're in the third round and Aaron Rodgers is there, take him. Like screw the waiting on a quarterback strategy. If you can get him in the third round, Aaron Rodgers. Is gonna- be a solid player for you exactly. every single week, no matter who. Yeah, exactly. So um, your strategy, you don't need to just be cut and dry. I know like some people go like zero RB, zero wide receiver. Uh, I've heard different strategies. Um, but my strategy is always usually I wait on a quarterback and I just try to build up on as many running backs and wide receivers as possible. I like to enter, you know, enter rounds probably right after round six. I want to have at least three wide receivers and three running backs um, or, or four and two of, of a different combination. Um, but yeah, I usually wait on the tight end. Um, I, in terms of tight end, I will, I will reach or not reach on the tight end, but if, if one of those, like, you know, the tight ends, like either Gronkowski or Kelsey, if they're there for me and like, well, mostly Kelsey, if Kelsey's there for me in like the fourth or fifth round. Yeah. I'll tight. usually those, like those tight ends that are kind of going like, I would say in the top eight rounds, so like Greg Olson, Jordan Reed, um, Delaney Walker, guys like that, I'll take them if they kind of fall to me. And I kind of look at the tight ends, and then I'm looking at all the running backs and receivers, and it's like, well, I'm not too crazy about any of these running backs or receivers, so I'm just going to draft this tight end. I mean, I need to have a tight end, so I'll draft this tight I never want to reach on a tight end. It's too. It's a position that's just not good enough for me to reach on. Um, um, but, yeah, so – we are we are all finished up with the mock draft, um, and we are actually going to conclude the the podcast shortly. Um, but Brandon, but first before before you go, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, I was thinking about this uh, on my commute back from work today. Um, a question I was going to ask you, um, maybe a little bit of a puzzler. Well, maybe not not a puzzler, but more of a question that will make you think. So if you had a you know a crystal ball, you could basically okay. you can see the future for one. Um, football player this fantasy season. So you can pick any player you want and you can know exactly how they will finish, where they will finish ranking-wise. You, you can tell how many points they're going to score, how many points they're going to average. So which player would you pick that for? Hmm. Todd, Todd Gurley. Why? I feel like you can get Todd Gurley in the second, like in the middle of the second round, and he could. All, there's a big potential for him to finish number one overall of all the fantasy players this year. He has the same exact ability as a player and as prospect as David Johnson. He just hasn't had the same opportunity with as good of pieces. Yeah, him. no, I like that pick, um, and it's funny too because I know like Todd Gurley is one of those guys that like I think fantasy owners are literally just begging. Like they just wish that they knew what was going to happen. Um, Cause it's like, yeah. you, you look at your roster and you're like, Oh, I got Todd Gurley. And you're just like, you're not sure if you want to get excited about it or if you want to just like go throw up. Cause you're just like, Oh my God. Like I Todd Gurley, like, uh, like this is either really good or really bad. Like I just can't tell. Um, for- As like a player in a vacuum, his potential is ridiculous, but everything else around him just seems to impede that. Yeah, exactly. Um, for me personally, for the same question, um, I would definitely go with Gronkowski. Like, if I could fully know, like, if I knew that he would play 16 games, 
He'd be, yeah, I would take him in the first round, no sweat. Okay. It, it wouldn't even be, yeah. it, it would just be so nice to just know it, um, to just put him in and not have to worry about anything. Be like, right, well, he's in, and I'm going to have a significant advantage over everybody else that has a tight end um, every single week. Yeah, you have a tight end that can drop 15 points a week, no problem. Yeah, exactly. So that's who I would pick um, as my player if I could, you know, look into a crystal ball and see. But unfortunately, you know, the crystal ball, it doesn't exist. So that's why, you know, fans, listeners, they come to us. Um, so we try to provide that expert analysis um, and try to be your crystal ball. Um, we, we're not always right, um, but nobody is. It's it's because sometimes things happen um, in, in real football and in, in life sometimes that you just can't predict. Um, so, but we try to do the best we can. Um, and that's why, you know, we do these mock drafts kind of, you know, practice and see, you know, how to build a roster. Cause that's a big thing too, um, is roster construction. So, uh, it's not necessarily all about the players, but you know, you want to look at your roster, you want to build a balanced roster when you first start out. Um, but obviously the, you know, fantasy leagues are not one at the draft. They, they're just basically a beginning, you know, they're one week, week to week. week, exactly. And then, you know, through the waiver wire, you got to be an active member of your league and you have to be able to, you know, make trades if you need to make trades um, and start them, sit them. So I, I will be um, writing a start and sit them for cover 32. Um, Brandon, I'm not sure. Are you writing anything specifically for the upcoming season? Um, other than teams to target against as in players to pick up, during the season, like if you're playing against these five teams, pick up a player that's playing against them. They're gonna right, right, right. Games. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm sure that Brandon will also be you know writing some other stuff. Just you know whether it's you know something on daily fantasy or you know maybe a, a trading segment. You know guys to buy, guys to sell low. You'll see him. You'll see his uh, his stuff on the uh, on the website. Um, so yeah, so once again, you know, I'm Andrew Erickson. You can follow me at Andrew Erickson underscore. Um, this is the cover 32 fantasy football podcast. Um, Brandon, where can the uh, listeners find you again? You can find me on Twitter at Brando Carco. All right. Awesome, Brandon. So, uh, thank you for joining me today and, uh, guys, thanks for listening.